Hey there, body politic. That's Stan Lee here. Sounds like I need to issue a no prize to awesome Andy Kirby for recognizing that when both me and M6P blog columnist extraordinaire John Dermeen, I know he's your favorite, called into last week's program, we accidentally credited Dashing Darren Michael as Jazzy Jared's co-host for the podcast. Darren does just such a great job with the M6P website, I must have been overcome by the need to praise him. Oh, boy, is my face red. I'm usually not one to misplace credit for Kirby's work. Sorry, Andy, and enjoy your M6P no prize. Enough said. Yes, Jared Mayo, I'm just so happy to be talking to you right now. What up, bro? Episode 71. We've come a long way. You know, in August, uh, that's our anniversary. I think we've done this, what What did I text you? Four years? Five years? Six years? Would this be our sixth, sixth year? We're endeavoring on our sixth year? 2009 was the first episode. So okay. we've just completed five years. We're starting year number six. We made it longer than almost any celebrity marriage. <laughs> I was just talking to my boss about that today. Tom Arnold has been married for seven years and has a kid. Seven years to the same woman. Well, that's good. Yeah, good for him. I'm all for marriage. I'm, I love it. It's an American institution. <laughs> I, I'm a... Uh, yeah. Marriage rocks. So... what? <laughs> What's new with you, man? Oh, you know. Well, you don't know. That's why you're asking, right? That's true. Yeah. Uh, what is new with the mayo? <laughs> the mayo? Is that what you're calling uh, yourself now? Yeah. I, I mean, just, you know, Dr. Doom refers to himself in third person. I'll refer to myself as the mayo. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that. That's that's fine. You know, you I know, got a couple of people at church that somehow tracked down my Facebook account. And call me the Andy Kirby. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing because the whole reason I put the Andy Kirby is so that no one would find me. So how did they find you? I don't know. I don't know. So you're not as sneaky as you think you are. Apparently, you are correct. I'm not as sneaky as I think I am. You were trying to tell me, oh, I got all the pictures of myself off the internet. Oh, you don't. Did you? What do you mean? I haven't posted any, but I've found you. You've searched... I Usually don't. when you look up my name on Google, you get a p- picture of Peter Parker. Well, no, I used your middle name. Are you serious? Yeah, if you use Elizabeth, pictures of you come up. <laughs> you use Elizabeth. <laughs> You're such a <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Oh, you She's are ridiculous. Andrew Elizabeth Kirby. <laughs> I can't, you know, I just can't win with you. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was cool that your mom went with that. There's no, yeah, my youngest daughter is uh, is named after me, Elizabeth. <laughs> but I talked to Bonnie the other day, and she's like, we never called him Lizzie, though. It was always Andy. I was just thinking about that. We might have to get her on the show. Oh, Bonnie, she'd be fun. <laughs> she would be like 
Do I talk into this or what? Is it past it? Is it <laughs> Bon Bon though, right? That's what she goes by. Well, I mean that's the yeah, in the in the common tongue, the vernacular, yeah, Bon Bon. <laughs> to us low life mortals or what? <laughs> to to those that go over and sleep over at her house and have slumber parties who are her grandchildren. There we go. I'm glad you ended it with that. <laughs> these random people that want to spend the night at her house. Yeah, let's go over to bonbons. Yeah. Let's come go on, hobos. What? I said, come on, hobos. Come to bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> the train tracks lead right there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So you know, what's going on with you? You've been sick. Well, well, I was sick for like 24 hours. It was the Ebola, wasn't it? It was it was it was Ebola, which is a like a cousin, and it's like a mixture between Ebola and E. coli, and pig flu. Well, there were <laughs> there was a bunch of swine around. <laughs> no, dude, it was like, um, <laughs> it was terrible because Jackie was like, "Hey, uh, this pork, I opened it and it smells a little funky." Uh, I was like, well, then throw it out. Don't chance it. And this is all over text because now Miss Jacqueline texts. I didn't know if you knew that. She has she has joined us in the text revolution. <laughs> Welcome to 2006. <laughs> <laughs> so I text her. I said, well, throw it out. You know, don't take a chance. She's like, I already put it in the meat sauce, all the pasta sauce. Wait, hold on. How do you, it's like meat in a can? It's a it's a pound of sausage. In a can? No, 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 no. The, she combined the pound of sausage in the crock pot with the tomato sauce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Because I ain't scared of no botulism. Yeah, if you, you can cook botulism out, right? No, I don't think you can, can you? Oh. <laughs> I t- really, you because it's sausage, it wasn't hamburger... So mm-hmm. really, you are supposed to not play around with pork. So I think like if you make it super, super hot. I don't know if that. I don't know. I would hope that that's the case. I don't know. Anyway, proceed. Thank you. So I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. So like we eat it, and all of a sudden, like at twelve midnight, I'm like, oh my goodness, my stomach is killing me. So I. I, my stomach hurt. I'll just give you the the edited, the censored version. My stomach hurt all night, and I had like zero sleep, mm. and uh, all the rest of the day too. Um, and I was I would text you. I was trying to. Oh, I had to move wood. I, it was a I was building a wood pile, so I had to deal with that during the wood pile move of 2014. Yeah, because I was like, why don't you relax? Like, oh, I've got to move wood. Oh. <laughs> Yes, you better not rest because if that wood pile isn't made, (laughs) the Jackie Kirby will be upset. Well, it needed to get off the porch, so (laughs) and and I had a bunch of nails in it and stuff. I had to I had to move. It's it's lumber. It's not it's not wood pile. It it was it's in a pile. Yeah, but it's not a wood pile. So I had to do that, and once I got that done and helped Deidre with something. We were good to go. I could relax. But we had other things happen uh, in the week and a half since we recorded. We went to a concert. I thought you... Wait, wait, wait. Did no one else get sick? No, it was just me. And they all ate it? Yeah. 
and and here's the thing. So I had lunch with a, a buddy of mine that day, and so I texted him. I was like, dude, did you get sick? And he was like, no. And so the only thing I can figure, I was the only one that had salad at dinner. No one else did. Mm. And so I think it was like some rotten lettuce or something. Man, this this podcast is probably going to get the most listens. Because they're just like, this is what we want to hear. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm down five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so would that put you at... at what would that put you at? I haven't checked. The only, the only scale we have in our house is the Wii. So. I, I, but 365 then? Is that what you would be? No. 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 Well, I am not... See. Look, I don't want to offend anybody, but that is not my weight. Well, people haven't seen you, so they're just left up to their own imaginations as to what you might look Regardless like. Regardless of what I am now, I desire to be at 160. So you've got 205 pounds to go. It's it's amazing how much you steer the listeners away from the truth. Brother, I believe in you. You can do it. You can. Good night. I told you how I lost 24 pounds. You can do it too. You just you, need- you lost 24. You're a freak of nature because you lost 24 pounds by eating carbs. I told you I took the DNA test and I did the <laughs> Tina dances. Look, I don't need your witchcraft and hoodoo stuff. You hey, the you, DNA test, but then I combined it. It said I had to do high intensity, so I did. I did like twenty Tina Turner workouts a day. <laughs> do they have those? No, I made them up. <laughs> <laughs> I even had people at church that said, you know, they might be willing to take a class if I taught it at church. It's you like, are you are insane. Uh, any, I would do that. Any gentleman. Um, no, I haven't. I mean, I was approached. Oh, my. Because, like, they do fitness classes and stuff at our church. And, sure. And um, the one girl that was doing the class, she moved. And then another girl that was doing the class, like, had some sin issues, so she can't do it anymore. <laughs> I got so you. They don't have a class. I'm like, hmm. Did I, I tell should... you I found a, a, a house out there, up there? So if I ever moved up there, I know what house I would want. No, you told me you had you had just perused. I perused and I found one I really like. Yeah, where? Uh, it's outside of Jamestown. Always with the Jamestown. It's like it's a little bit less than seven acres, man. Oh yeah, you you're like a farm guy. But the cool thing about the pictures on the house, it it shows all four seasons. So it's like, oh, that's what it looks like in winter. Oh, that's what it looks like in fall. It was, oh. Yeah, it was good. You should send me the link when we're done. Um, okay. I saved it. I can try that. It So I can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a jerk thing to do. But it'd be cool. Be like like taking selfies on my ranch. <laughs> selfies <laughs> on your seven acre ranch. <laughs> Look at me, I'm riding the rails. So we went to a concert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure the listeners know these people. I'm surprised that you don't know them. Okay. Um, it was five people, but I don't know many of them. Okay, so, like, Jamie Grace was the headliner. <laughs> Are you not familiar with this? No. Okay. Okay. Do you know who Toby Mac is? Yes. Okay, well, she's on his label. Yeah, he's going to be in Troy in October November. Oh, good. Good. 
I saw him one time when he was first when when uh, DC Talk first broke up. Did you not see him at Cedarville? Probably not. Oh, he was there. No, he was not. Tate was there. No, Toby Mac was there. He performed in the Doden Fieldhouse. Was that uh, after you? No, yeah, that wasn't built when I... Oh, well, that was there for a semester or something when I was there. He was the first and only concert there. Why? Because it's awful for sound. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, Jamie I was... Grace is on his label. Yeah. And then um, another person, Rapture Ruckus from New Zealand. Oh, yeah, Rapture Ruckus. You know them? No. Okay. And then uh, Royal Taylor. Are you familiar with them? No. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But we knew this though. Right. Well, I thought that you had looked them up and been like, "Oh, yeah, no, I know." Oh no. I mean, usually when you tell me, you usually what was that band I thought you were listening to, like Carmen Gumbo Swamp Rat or something? No, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> Neutral Milk Hotel. Say it again. Neutral Milk Hotel. Mm-hmm. Going in and out on me, bro. Neutral Milk Hotel. All right, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't heard of them either. Okay, no, but that mm, that this is, I, I I would assume, I don't know mainstream Christian music, but I would assume that these people who I went and saw are mainstream Christian music. I don't know. No. No. Well, who's no. big right now? Who's who's in the mainstream? Who are these Christians? Sandy Patty. She is not big right now. <laughs> Carmen. No. Don't and lie Amy to Grant. me. And Amy Grant. No. No. Those <laughs> are the three big ones. You're such a liar. <laughs> Tell me, list me, list me some names here. Oh, I mean, it's still kind of like a lot of the same people. Like, you know, Mercy Me is still big, and Third Day is still big. Um, I almost said Jason Mraz, but he's not, not one. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why his his name came from. Um, um, who's that one you said? Third Day. They're like the Nickelback of Christian music. Oh, they're so good, man. You like Third Day? You just call my name. Do you know that song? No. Holy cow! Like you want a song about victory and overcoming and empowering and, and understanding that God is all you all you have to do is call His name. It's like like goose goosebumps. <laughs> it's so it's goosebump level music, son. Oh, so good. If we still had special music at our church, that's what I would do. <laughs> I uh I more go toward like Oasis. Wonderwall, Champagne Supernova. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know them. I is know there, them. No, you, okay. Is there Christian music like that? Maybe not the getting high part, you know. Um, and the egotistical part. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of that in Christian music. Well, but I mean, they're never, no one has ever said like, we're bigger than the Beatles. I don't know. You weren't at this concert. Oh, Jamie Grace, she said that? No, <laughs> No, she was good. This Royal Taylor, or Taylor Royals, or I don't know, whatever. See, you don't even know. No, I don't know. I've never heard of them. What? What? They played. They. That was the first time I was ever exposed to them, the Taylor Royals. 
they played some song fancy too like a, as a like a intro that's somebody else's song right yes i have no idea what that is it's a stupid song okay all right iggy by some by somebody i would know or no iggy azalea that doesn't even sound real i know it's flash in the pan she'll be gone it's a dude it's a chick yeah, I'm so fancy. You already know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, look it up. All right, so uh, this, I don't like this topic. We got to move on. So <laughs> who brought it up? Uh, you know, yeah, no, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to hear the latest on my farm? <laughs> uh, do we have a choice? <laughs> it's... What, if you, if you don't want to, if you don't want to listen to this heartbreaking story, oh, is this about the rabbit? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Condensed though, because we don't want anybody to cry. Okay. Wait. What? What'd you say? Condensed, because we don't want anybody to cry. Right. Okay. All right. I won't go on forever. I know that you're code. All right. So as I'm dealing, <laughs> as I'm dealing with uh, Ellie, who got yet another black eye in the house. Um, Felicity, <laughs> Felicity runs in. Yeah, she got hit with a plastic crate in the eye. What is going on at your house? It's they. Uh, these are you don't have boys. No, I no, but I have these two, which are basically <laughs> the rough and tumble Deidre and Ellie. So like she got, they were pulling up. Okay, there's a balcony with the stairs, and they tied a bunch of like. Uh, tights together to make this elevator in the crate so that they can put stuff in it and lower it down and then pull it back up. Okay. Which that's pretty cool. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. And so anyway, I said, this crate needs to get up off the floor and they pulled it up so fast. It flew over the balcony and slammed Ellie right in the eye. Gosh. So like she's crying and I'm like, Oh my goodness. What, what happened? Well, where were her parents during this? We were picking up, helping clean up, because it was a family clean-up time. Okay, okay. And uh, so, like, she comes down the stairs, she's like, my eye. And I'm like, oh, come on, it's fine. And then I looked at it, and it was already black and blue. And I'm like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry, I bet that hurts. So, anyway, while I'm dealing with that, Felicity runs in all puffy-faced from outside going, (gasps) I, the baby bunny got its foot stuck, and... You know how the animals, they when they're stuck, they chew their foot off? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I think it was doing that, and I saw the bone. Uh, I was like, oh, no, really? I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure, because we've had rabbits get their foot stuck before, but not, not this young. Mm-hmm. So I go out there, and... Yeah, it certainly has its foot stuck, and it certainly is showing the bone. And it's so I get it unstuck, and I feel sorry for this thing because it squeals while I'm trying to fix its leg out from the thing. And so I make a a comfy little nest for it and move it to a different cage and move all of them. And I'm sitting there going, man, do I just cut off the rest of the leg? It's gonna fall off, or do I just let it fall off on its own and? Like, you know, you had you had texted me and you had left a message saying, you know, if if <laughs> if it's a vein or an artery, you don't want to cut it, obviously. But I don't think that there was any um, 
attached there there were hardly any there were probably capillaries but there weren't like veins or arteries attached okay. yeah so i put the mama in there with all the rest of the babies and it did like hobble over and start feeding from the mom and everything so we'll see this poor thing you haven't done anything yet no Dude, what did I tell you? What else did I tell you? You kind of left off a huge part. You told me that it was going to get infected, hands down, no problem, even if I call upon the name of the Lord, like that song. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. No, that's not me. <laughs> and that I would have to kill it. This is what you told me. This is like, who thinks of this? Okay. You were like, listen, you have to decide whether or not it's worth it to you to take this poor crippled animal to the vet or just kill it. Well, <laughs> that's, what that's... You, that's what you laid out for me. And you said, because it's going to get infected. And then it's going to go through excruciating pain as the infection goes into the bloodstream and it will die slow and painful. But when you kill it, if you decide that it's worth it to kill it, do not drown it. You're going to have to quickly cut its head off. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Because I figured that's what you would do if you were going to kill it. Drown it? I thought you told me you did that before. No, no. You don't hold down animals underwater as a humane way to kill them. That's why I wanted to make sure you understood. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I said if you take it and get it antibiotics... It will be okay. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's gonna happen. I mean, the foot was basically off, you know? Well, okay, but it still needs antibiotics then, because it's infected. How? What will be the signs of infection? How will I know, other than, you know, like... I mean, if it's acting normally, besides tomorrow. having one less foot... Well, tomorrow, when you go out to see it, and yeah. it's dead... Yeah. You'll know, oh, was infected. Okay, I'll let you know. I have no idea what the signs are. That's just, that's Sarah's job. So I figured that she was pretty credible. What does she do? Um, well, she doesn't anymore, but she did work at an animal rescue center. Oh, okay. So that she would see this stuff all the time. Gotcha. gotcha. And she had told me that if you call the Animal Humane Society or, or whatever, yes, that that where she lived, they would tell you to drown it. And oh, so that, and she's like, that's awful. So that's why I emphasized that on the phone with you. I'm sorry. Did you just say that the humane society would tell you to drown an animal? Where she is from, that's what she told me. Where is she from? Like Riyadh? She's actually 15 minutes from Ferguson, Missouri. Really? Yeah. It's a lot going on in this country. Is that and how she's... they treat people and animals over there in Ferguson? <laughs> I guess it's the same. Goodness gracious. She's pretty upset because she hasn't got to watch her TV shows. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. She said it's all live footage because it's right there. Where are my stories? This real life, it doesn't just it doesn't cut it. It's not plotted or scripted all that well. What are you talking about? Well, if I was her. You know, your TV shows, your stories. Yeah, well, she's like, we can't even watch Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. All right. Well, anyway, that's enough depressing news. Oh, you want to depress everybody even further? Yeah. Uh, what? Gaza has broken the ceasefire eight hours before the ceasefire ended and has already started shelling Tel Aviv. So. Where did that? <laughs> so that. random. I mean, we're, we're doing current events, right? 
for no. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Supposed to be catching up with Andy, and he just tells us about music artists that no one has ever heard of, who about concerts that might not even really exist. Look, I'm telling you, if any of you listeners out there have are females less than 17 or have children that are females less than 17, Jamie Grace is great. It's good music. It's upbeat. It's positive influence. He also tells us about the child abuse that goes on in his home. Hey, that was Deidre, okay? If it's child oh. abuse, it's inflicted by other children. It's just Deidre. She doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. Deidre was the one that's doing... No. no. <laughs> that's what you said. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is not what I said. Child abuse. It was just Deidre. No, oh. Deidre was the one that pulled the crate up too fast and hit her sister in the face. Yes, child abuse is also lack of parents watching their children. Okay. At what age are you allowed to leave the room with your two children in the same room? 18. What? You got lots of explaining to do. <laughs> okay, we're, we're moving on. This is ridiculous. Do you have anything else? Well, I don't, didn't you? We talked about the, the emergency room, that they knew who you guys were. They had our name on record we had been there before <laughs> not because they were like oh oh the kirby's we we know you here they come what did they do to the how did their kid fall down the stairs again that's <laughs> <laughs> what they always said they, no. they fell down the stairs look hey it didn't fall down the stairs a bench fell and crushed her toe like a grape <laughs> They probably didn't like it either when you came in. You're like, it's just Deidre. <laughs> They're like, it's a child. <laughs> I don't like this line of questioning. I object. Well, I don't either. As a former educator, I'm I'm kind of concerned. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is so hot down here, man. How how hot is it up there? How hot is it? It's so hot. It's, it's like 95. It's supposed to get up to 99 on Sunday. And your air conditioning is broke. My car's air conditioning is broke, yes. Do you put your children in that car? No, not if I can help it. Well, didn't you say that your AC was broke at your house, too, the upstairs? Yeah, but that's fixed now. Okay. Yeah. There's AC's broken everywhere. I'm, I'm just, I just think about the children. <laughs> well, someone, please, think about the children. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry it's so hot, man. Are you gonna get? You think you're gonna get it fixed or just start biking to work? I don't know. Well, neither. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. what I'm gonna do, man. Cause this morning the air was working, albeit very low. But in the middle of the day, when I had to go out and run an errand, it was like it was blowing hot air. It was cooler outside. Can you take the van? Um, maybe some of the days. I don't know, Miss Jacqueline. She, she doesn't has... work. <laughs> She <laughs> she just stays at home all day. She she needs the van for. <laughs> That's technically, uh, we, you know, we're on the board for the homeschool association. She's got to make errands for that all the time, and she's she teaches uh once a week. So, gotcha. Yeah. So are you the president? No, no, we're the academic okay. events coordinator. But on your way there, <laughs> we, uh. No one in the homeschool association listens to this, but we will not be serving again. Oh, so there's drama there. No, 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 no. It's more like this is taking up so much of Jackie's time because she cares so much about doing a good job 
she works on this, you know, two or three hours a day, just board stuff. Really? Yeah. What in the world? You, that's crazy. I know. It's in a volunteer position. <laughs> that's nuts. I know. I know. So what if no one runs? Will all the homeschoolers have to go to regular school? They, it's a self-perpetuating... <laughs> what is your question? If nobody runs for the board. No, it's an association. I mean, you can homeschool without being within the association. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to something way more interesting than this. Like our... How you can get a hold of us? Yes, our contact information. This is Marvel 616 Politics. Believe it or not, it is a comic book podcast. Uh, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com. Of course, Twitter. You can always find us on the tweeters. 616 Politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We do posts every day which link back to our website, and we love to interact with all the fans, so look us up on Facebook. You can also look us up on Instagram. Our handle there is Marvel616Politics. We're on YouTube, Marvel616Politics, no spaces. And you can give us a call, leave us a comment or a question on our very own phone number at 616-755-TINA. That's right, 616-755-TINA. Yes, yes, I think that's it. And we're sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get everything in previews at 40, 50, I've seen up to 75% off. They they tell us, we get emails from them and they say, do not say 40% off all publishers. But, okay, technically that's true. It's like 25% off the smaller publishers, but... The Marvel books, the ones that our listeners care about, it's always at least 40% off. So you can bank on that. And sometimes more. That's true. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is www.crpsavings.com, and they're also on Facebook. Community Retail Partnership is a membership-based business where for $39, you can get a membership to them. And they save you on everything through Office Depot, whether it's pens or pencils, um, back-to-school supplies, office furniture, you name it. Um, with your membership, you'll be able to save significantly off the retail value of items purchased through Office Depot. So look them up, crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions. 1B. With? with? 1B. There you go. Uh, MichaelWebbSolutions.com. They are wonderful at making websites doing seo and marketing work uh darren who is uh the guy that runs all of our computer stuff the the website our facebook all that good stuff uh that's darren's business so if you like our website then you'll definitely like some of the stuff that he does again that's michaelwebsolutions.com and i think that's it right we can get into it we did good yeah i was uh yeah it's got to be some kind of record only 30 minutes yeah, we have well, we have we have good sponsors too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, okay, all right, yeah, let's move on. Okay, tentatively, I'm calling the segment "Who Would Win," but I don't know. That may change. 
And this is very much goes along with the political agenda that we usually run our schedule through because politics are all about fighting. <laughs> politics is all about fighting. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was actually, I had lunch with, <laughs> going back into the intro, I had lunch with a Scottish family uh, who just moved here and they had all sorts of questions about why are there only two parties? Like, why are there only Republicans and Democrats? And I said, well, there's more, but, you know, we're brainwashed into thinking that there's not. And he was like, yeah, that's so weird. And they started telling me about the political parties over in Scotland and everything and how Scotland's coming up for a vote for independence and they're going to try to do a referendum. Pretty interesting. Huh. Yeah. It was a blast. It was, I finally was using my degree of political science. So that's why you were pumped. I was. Uh, it's where my interests lie as well. I asked him about one of my favorite political personalities, and he rolled his eyes and said, oh, yeah, that person's pretty much a joke. So <laughs> that, that was hurtful, but he didn't know that. So. And now he does. Yeah, some of our British listeners will probably feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about our president. No, I'm talking about Nigel Farage. I'm just kidding. No. But you like our president. What? You're always like, Obama this and Obama that. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> just relax. He's not the Messiah. <laughs> you, you, you are so wrong. <laughs> Hashtag truth. Relax, he's not the Messiah. <laughs> he's oh, not. Boy. I'm right. Okay, all right. Let's 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 do this. We each have come up with ten, and if it goes long, we'll cut it off. But ten pairs of individuals... Villains, heroes, it doesn't matter. Who would win? So I want you to tell me who would win and briefly why you say that. So who wants to go first? You or me? Oh, no. I did not understand this question. (laughs) What? I thought it was I came up with 10 and you told me who would win. Yeah, we both. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have 10 to tell you and you have 10 to tell me. Yeah, but I didn't really think through who would win my battles. That's fine. We don't have to answer our own. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Rick Perry versus the DA of Texas. Okay, these are not comic book people. I thought that that was implicitly clear. Oh, I'm sorry. I was still stuck on the political thing. Okay. <laughs> um, Mystique versus Domino. Ooh, good one. I'll say Domino because she's got... She's got the, she has the good luck powers, right? She does, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Mystique send, tends to morph. She doesn't use her powers like a as just a way to change shape. She kind of assumes different forms uh, of people. So off the top of my head, I'd say Domino, just because I think that she could get a lucky shot off. Ooh, good wording there. <laughs> okay, number one, Storm or Jean Grey? Well, Storm. <laughs> Storm, definitely. But Why? So much of it is Storm has a a huge... Um, mohawk? She, she does have a huge mohawk right now, but she is very uh, invulnerable to mental attacks. And that's a lot of Jean's power is mental attack. Wait, why is she invulnerable to mental attacks? She's always been trained that way. Professor trained her up way back in the early day. So even like if you look at all, every Marvel trading card, 
you'll see mental powers, you know, listed or whatever, and Gene will be like a six, and Professor will be a six. Storm is always at a six as well. Oh, okay. So that kind of is negated right there. So then you basically got the elements of nature versus somebody that can move stuff around. So it's not, to me, it's not really, not really a competition. It's, you know, she going to get electrocuted. She going to get electrocuted and she's going to get a bubble to her brain and she's going to get just all kinds of bad stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. <laughs> good. Um, Electra versus Black Widow. Black Widow. Well, oh, ooh, that's like that's good. You know, I like my femme fatales. Yes, I I do know that. Um, you know, I would just say <laughs> if it came down to the two of them, probably Black Widow because I can see Electra's garments getting in the way, and and Black <laughs> Widow always has everything tucked in so tightly, and uh, Electra has everything flowing. I mean, if she ran through a door, I think that she would get stuck with the door closing on it. Well, so has this happened in in comics I've just not read where Electra's draperies get get in the way? No, but I mean between the two of them, I mean we're coming up with these scenarios. This what this is what happens in my mind. Okay. No, I'm just asking, just asking. Okay, number 2. Hulk or Sentry? Hulk. Cuz Hulk's strong as there is. <laughs> so I could put Hulk against anybody and he would win? Well, He's pretty tough. <laughs> I don't know. Sentry, Sentry's awfully smart and powerful. So that would probably just end in, like, the destruction of the Earth. Okay. I can that could almost that. be, like, a draw. All right. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, Psylocke versus Tigra. Oh, I mean, clearly Tigra. Actually, no, I would love to say Tiger, but I think Psylocke would win. I mean, she's a ninja, and she's got Psy powers. You know, she just all she's going to do is step on that tail. Well, I was trying to find a, another. I could only think of five really good, like, femme fatales. I was like, well, Tiger's kind of crazy. We'll put her there, too. I like her. I like Hellcat, also. Yeah, but she's, she's just a... Nah. I like Black Cat. I thought about her, too. I thought maybe Black Cat and Tiger, but I needed somebody up against Psylocke. Yeah, I think Psylocke would win. Okay. Pretty easily, actually. That, that's kind of sad. I think of Tiger more as, like, a, a street-level hero. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number three, John Sublime or Apocalypse? Apocalypse. He's... John Sublime, I don't know. He's cool. I don't really like him, but... I mean, that's, this is N. Sabanur. This is Apocalypse, like, the first mutant. He's just survived so much that I don't think that Sublime is going to give him much of a problem. That's probably true. I was more interested in what you would answer, like, uh, your your reasoning rather than who would win. Just with the John Sublime thing. Oh. It, it just depends, too, how John Sublime is depicted. No. Yeah, right. if it's that, if it's the recent stuff, then no, absolutely not. But if it's the Grant Morrison stuff, maybe. Yeah, like Grant Morrison future stuff, or didn't he like go with Dark Beast? Yeah, yeah, in the future. And merge. Yeah, that was that was trippy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It was hard for me to originally follow. It's easier now, but 
That was um, Here Comes Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Apocalypse, Apocalypse versus Doctor Doom. Ooh. Ooh, good one. You got good ones. Right on. <laughs> um, I would say Apocalypse is scarier because Doom seems to be overplayed and he's been around for a long time. Um and he's more political, so he's got an army and everything. But so I would say Apocalypse. Okay. So Apocalypse could take down Doom. I think that you know they would put up a good fight with each other, and you would get a lot of bravado. But you know, I think Apocalypse will win. Okay, Magneto or Mister Sinister? Ooh, hmm. that brings me back to the days of the X Men animated series. Do you remember those? I do. And they fought in the Savage Land. Um, gosh, that's a good one. Man. Because it's... Magneto sometimes struggles with the same thing as Doctor Doom, as the overplayed, overpowerful, you know, villain. Yeah, but he's way easier to connect to on a, on a personal level. Like, well, as yeah, a reader. I guess what I'm saying is power set-wise. Like, ah, yes. when Magneto's a villain, it's like, we need the whole X-Men team. But when he's a hero... He is almost depowered, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they they bring him down, and uh, but Sinister, I don't know. Like the last few incarnations of Sinister have been kind of, but '90s Sinister was like you're gonna need the whole team to take him down. I was thinking '90s Sinister when I made this, not the Kieran Gillen stuff. Uh, yeah, the Victorian mobster. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's tough, Andy. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, I think I'd probably go with Sinister for the fact that there's so many things that don't hurt him. And with him having mental powers, I think that's going to give him the edge. Gotcha. That's tough. Good answer. I'm I'm sure there's some listeners that are screaming right now going, No! No! Magneto! Well, but it was tough. It was a tough decision. (laughs) I had to choose, and that was my choice, okay? (laughs) How about Angel versus Vulture? Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's a good setup, too. I would say Angel, because Vulture's wings are mechanical, and so eventually they would fail. But an Angel's spryer, you know. <laughs> spryer? Yeah. He's more spry. He's well, younger. Think spryer means more spry. Oh, <laughs> I get it now. Okay. Number five, Tina versus Storm. I thought you said this was... You yelled at me about Rick Perry. <laughs> right? Uh, Yeah, Tina or Storm. <laughs> well, Storm is way more powerful than Tina. But Tina can help you lose weight. <laughs> she can. Well, I mean, if it's a battle of the bulge, maybe. <laughs> so, Storm, that's your answer? Well, she controls the weather and Tina has a microphone and high heels. But Tina has good looks. So does Storm. They both do. (laughs) I think it's funny how you you bring these people to life. I mean, Storm's beautiful. (laughs) It depends who's drawing her. Oh, yeah. The latest issue of Wolverine and the X-Men. Oh, that was awful. (laughs) What in the world? Her face was like two feet tall. Uh, Everybody's face was. It was bad. The cover was the best thing about that book. Yeah, it was... It was, I don't even know. It was just a shame. (laughs) 
So, oh goodness, Cyclops versus Havoc. Uh, I would say Cyclops. He's got more experience. Havoc seems like a hothead with less experience. I think you're probably right. So that makes logical sense. If Cyclops has more experience, Havoc has less experience. <laughs> He's less spry. <laughs> right. Okay. Mine is similar. Cyclops versus Wolverine. Cyclops. Really? Just Cyclops How? has the distance edge. Yeah, but then he heals and he can... So, like, he's just going to be looking the whole time, keeping them back. Like, keeping them at bay. There's no way he can sneak up on them ever. Well, I mean, they kind of downplay Cyclops when he has to fight Wolverine. Because, like, that whole schism fight. I think you know, they downplay Wolverine when he's got to play... When he's got to fight Cyclops. Well, Cyclops can shoot wide beams, <laughs> high beams. He can shoot... Thin beams, like all kinds of stuff. All he has to do is look. And so when Cyclops misses, like, how did he miss? All he has to do is look. <laughs> Am I right? That's true. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a bullseye, but he missed. How, how did you miss? All you got to do is look at the guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I just wasn't looking at Wolverine. What? <laughs> look at Wolverine. Shoot him. You know? <laughs> but, so they, but they don't play it like that. Cyclops misses all the time. So he, but if he did not, like if he would just freaking look at Wolverine, he would obliterate him. Okay. Good. <laughs> it's true. Remember we talked about this earlier today? I'm always right. You always say that you're always right. And yet sometimes I feel like you're wrong. Oh, you can feel how you want to, but feelings don't make fact. Feelings don't make fat. They don't. Sandman versus Iceman. Sandman. Because you can melt ice using sand, right? If you gain enough friction. No, no, no. I think that, I mean, you use salt or sand. Like, we don't have salt trucks here, but we have sand trucks, and they melt ice whenever it does ice over. Mm. So I think that eventually, like, you know... um. I don't know if Sandman can use more sand than what he's made of. Like, if he can control sand or if he can create sand. That might be where Iceman has an edge there. Because Iceman may be able to create more ice than what is around him. Mm-hmm. So, if, if they can only do what they have, like the matter that they have in their mass, then I would say Sandman. But if they can get more, water is way more abundant than sand on this earth, I think. So, then, if they can use more than what they have, what they're made up of, then I would have to go Iceman. Okay. No, yeah. good selection. <laughs> oh. Very thought out. Yes. Oh, I see what you did there. Thawed out. It was very spry of you. <laughs> okay. Number seven. Chamber or Stacy X? Uh, chamber. <laughs> Definitely. Stacy X is like, I can rip my skin off and like make tattoo. Like what? And has a pheromone power. She's right. just a throwaway character. But chamber is uber powerful. Has, you know, he can shoot from a distance. He's got mental powers. Chamber's the man. Chamber's got mental powers? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how he talks because he has no mouth. Is he right. talks through telepathy. Oh, it's true. Okay. All right. I yeah, always Chambers, liked him. 
Yeah, me too. Onslaught even came after him because he was such a powerful Psy. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. All right. Colossus versus Abomination. Oh. I would say Colossus just because I like him better, but thinking it through, Abomination is gamma-powered, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that probably Colossus would get tired faster than Abomination. So, probably Abomination. They're both Russian, right? Yeah. (laughs) Not that that matters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking. Probably (laughs) Abomination. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I wandered off. My eyes went to the left and I was like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> are they both yeah. Russian? What would the battle look like? And none of the listeners can view what I was viewing. No, I can't either. That's true. All right. Um, Jubilee or Kitty Pride? Kitty Pride. Why? Because she can phase. I, I kept trying to come up with people to put her against. And she's, you know, when she uses her powers the right way, she's very, very powerful. Because she can phase through any, you know, attack. She just has to become solid. That part of her body that just needs to become solid for an instant to be able to attack. And, you know, she can walk on air so she can go after folks up in the air. She's pretty tough. All you need to do is shoot a silver bullet at the earth and she's done for. Yeah. That was, uh, that was talked about in um, the all-new X-Men this week. Was it? When she talked to Star-Lord. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep. All right, you're up. Two more. Sentry versus Thanos. Oh, good. I'm going to have to go with Sentry because I've seen more physical battles with him than I have with Thanos. Thanos always sits in that throne and he's always like, do this, my minions, you ebony ma, you obsidian, blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're scary, but... I mean, the Sentry's so powerful. He killed Ares. I mean, come on. Well, but '90s Thanos killed everyone. I never, I don't, I never read any of that. What do you mean he killed everyone? He did. He killed uh, half the universe, and he, to try and please Death, she wasn't impressed. So they were all brought back to life. Oh. When was this? What What is this? The Infinity you- Gauntlet or something? Yeah, Infinity War. Have you read Infinity War? No, uh-uh. Yeah, he killed them, and then he killed the everybody again, I want to say, in Thanos the End. Oh, okay. I think I read that. I can't remember. All right. So even though Sentry killed one person... <laughs> Sentry's killed a lot of people. Thanos killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, one person really billions good. of people mm-hmm. you should pick up infinity war sometime it's good 90s comic but it also has you know how drax and gamora used to be it shows a really good good uh good view of thanos like physically fighting and uh all the teams are like everybody in the marvel universe is there it's really good I'm trying to picture that in my head. I think that Sentry would just fly around and, you know. I don't know. I like Sentry so much. Yeah. All right. Rock slide or thing? Thing. Why? Think, well, it's kind of like the whole experience with Cyclops and Havoc. 
thing just he's been around the block a million i mean the yancey street block a million times you know right and rockside is still so new and though he can get back together after a while i think thing will figure out how to smash him into little baby pieces baby pieces yeah all right that was a good one thing versus rockslide thank you uh last one is a team I knew you, you might not remember this. Uh, did you ever read Wizard? Yes. Okay. Back in the like, beginning days of Wizard, like the first three years or whatever, there was a debate that went on and on and on in the letters pages. This is before the internet of who would win if Iron Man fought X-Force. Which X-Force? It'd be the original X-Force, like Cable, Domino, Cannonball, Siren... Shatterstar, Warpath, Richter, Sunspot, Boom if Boom. If Iron Man would beat all of them? Yeah. No, no way. No way. No way. X-Force would win. I don't even understand why that's even a question. It was very haughtily debated. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, yeah. I think X-Force would cream Iron Man. Yeah, I wonder why... I wonder why it was so debated. I just thought that his armor was super ridiculous powerful. No, no. Now that we've seen the uh, the movies, I think that they would retract that. Because there was a battle with uh, War Machine versus X-Force back in the day. And I think that's where that came from. Hmm. All right, last one. Wonder Man or Rogue? I think Rogue. Because Wonder Man, he's just ionic energy. And she could absorb it all. Okay. All right. I think so. I wasn't sure exactly what his power was. I mean, you know, he's strong and he could shoot his ionic blasts and stuff like that. But I think Rogue's got this one. Okay. All right. Well, this was a good experiment to see if this worked. Yeah, you had some good choices, man. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I I thought mine were really good. (laughs) Well, you being always right, they were probably the best. (laughs) Thank you. Simply the best. <laughs> there are no teen awards this episode. No, sadly, no. There wasn't. Who produces this show? Well, a fan of Tina Turner, probably not. The, yeah, whatever. He sings it at work. <laughs> Simply the best. <laughs> and on the podcast. Better than all the rest. Take it home. <laughs> you know, I don't know the rest, but um, I'm sure there's people still outside this office when I sang that. <laughs> I've got a new ringtone now. <laughs> <laughs> that would mean that you would have to go in and edit the show and cut that piece out. You wouldn't do that. How do you know I'm not recording on my phone right now? You are not recording. You didn't know I was going to do that. Watch me. Okay. Just watch me. All right. We're going to go to... We're going we're gonna to... Andy's go to, ringtone will be available on marvel616politics.com for 99 cents. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I think so. Talking points. Okay, I came up with 10 topics of discussion I want to get your opinion on. Now, you didn't have to list them out or whatever, but I picked 10. We don't have to get to them all just in case the you clammed up during one of the, these topics. Did you? Do you have anything you would like to discuss? Well, uh, I guess I just kind of went through the titles that I'm reading and wrote down what I thought about them. Okay, you you start. Uh, 
Well, we already talked about Wolverine and the X-Men, so that'd probably be a good place to start. Are you reading Wolverine and the X-Men? I am. And uh, I think we can both kind of agree the last issue's art was very rough. The art was rough. Can you refresh me on the story? Uh, well, the story, that was kind of a rough part, too. You know, I, on my notes, I put that um, it seems like this, the story of Wolverine and the X-Men, it, it, they're not sure if they want this title to count, you know, in quotes. Right. Does it count or not? Like, sometimes the stories seem to be decent, but then other times they, they just don't have any purpose. So, uh, I'm not really sure what, what's going on. Like, Melita, I think that was her name, right. Wolverine's ex. Like, the hand ninjas show up, and then Daredevil's there, and Wolverine fights them. But then back at the school, Storm deals with Itty and Brew, and it's like, what? Like, is this... I didn't this understand required? why ID was acting out. Yeah, it's just kind of... Was it something this... they they saw the future and Quentin Choir does something and I, I I can't keep track of what's going on now. This one was supposed to take place before Wolverine number one. Did yeah. you read that? Yes. Okay. What does that mean? Because he still had the scars and no healing factor, right? So this was in between when he lost his healing factor and this new new run by by uh, Paul Cornell. Yeah, because what I'm thinking is going to happen is it says the next issue is a date, him and Storm go on a date. And obviously, you know, there's going to be a, a, a schism between the two of them and there's going to be a falling out where which would lead us up to Wolverine number one, where he's kind of gone rogue and doing his own thing oh. out away from the school. That's okay. what I'm assuming is going to happen. No, that makes sense. I'm kind of wondering, you know, if this title is going to if it's going to last after Wolverine officially dies. Or if it's going to be restarted as Storm and the X-Men, or if it's just going to cease to exist at all. What would you prefer? I like Storm and the X-Men. <laughs> well, I, th- I don't think, I mean, with the characters that they have, you know, they don't necessarily always concentrate on Wolverine anyway with a Wolverine and the X-Men title. I would I would just want to cancel this title. It just needs direction. Where, like, where are we going with this title? Are we going to... I think sometimes it struggles with the balance of, do we make this title about Wolverine, Storm, Phantom X, and a couple others while they're leading the school? Or then the pendulum swings the other way, and they're like, it's all about all these students that nobody knows. I don't know why Phantom X is in two books. Right? Yeah, he is. But both of them aren't very good. Did you read X-Force number eight? Yes, I did. Well, I didn't read it. I looked at it. It It was was actually better than it has been in a long time i think i read the first two pages there was a lot of there was a lot of dialogue boxes but i thought it it did okay it was an interesting take on it from like uh an outsider's perspective looking in um and it was you know titled war on terror so it kind of kind of had an analog or or a or a lesson in it about the politics and military of today and mm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, somebody's sneaking up on us. And it's the action. <laughs> it was kind of cool. I just can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I tried. Yeah. What else you got? Oh, that was actually the next one. <laughs> well, did you read um, the original graphic novel Thanos Infinity Revelation? I have not read that. Okay. You can talk about it. I was super disappointed. Really? I just... Jim Starlin, I mean, 
this is Thanos's dad. You know, this guy knows what to do. He gets him. He gets Adam Warlock. He understands the cosmic universe. But this was just so talk, 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 talk. Nothing happened. Alternate dimension. Uh, alternate costume for like you know a hundred pages, and didn't really change anything. It was basically Thanos and Adam Warlock the entire book. There was a short appearance by uh, Gladiator, Beta Ray Bill, Ronan, and Drax and Rocket and Groot, but they were they were like you know maybe five pages, and so it was super boring. I was just so bored. And you I finished up- it. I did, but I didn't. I I found myself, you know, flipping this page, flipping that page, picking up, still knowing what's going on, flipping another page, not reading it, still know what's going on, and so you didn't read it. I would say out of a hundred pages, I read ninety-four of them. <laughs> okay, I I'm I just like it. I'm losing time on my life here. Yeah, I haven't I read any of those uh, the graphic novels. You haven't read any of them? No, not yet. Andy. I know, I know. I haven't picked him up. Actually, uh, one of our listeners, Gary Chambliss, he, he let me borrow one of his. Um, the Avengers Endless Wartime. Endless That's War. the only one I haven't read. <laughs> and, <laughs> never mind. I haven't read Spider-Man either. I'm looking forward to the Spider-Man one, but I, I can't remember who wrote it, though. The so. X-Men one is good. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, I yeah. do have to pick that one up. Sal Did you LaRocca. read? Wait, what? Sal LaRocca. That's my that's my man. He's a great artist. <laughs> he knows that he's your man. I don't know how much English he speaks, so he might not. Okay, I understand. I understand. I mean, he's probably listening right now. He's Italian, do you, or Spanish? I think he's Italian. <laughs> I don't know Italian. I'm sure that there's a major difference. <laughs> he he's probably Greek or Turkish. I'm not sure which. No, it's Carlos Pacheco. He's Spanish, because he's my other favorite. And then Sal is Italian. I think he's Serbian, or maybe Croatian. I'm not sure which. Yes, that's what I said, Andy. He's uh, he's, uh, Tutsi and uh, Hutu. Yeah. Stop being spry. (laughs) Did you read Original Sin 7? Original Sin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Original Sin? What is that? No, I, th- I was like, is that a Marvel title? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what what did just, you think of that? Uh, I just feel like it's moving too slow. Like, well, I think that was a throwaway issue, but it was nothing happened in that issue except the fight scene. But it, that almost has to happen in a series. You have to have a penultimate issue of just fighting, right? And, and yeah, and that's fine. But it's like the events seem to take place in a day or so. These events, you know, Fear Itself or Original Sin or Secret Invasion or, or any, almost any of the events, Age of Ultron, they take place in such finite space. Like, does it need to even be an event? This this whole thing could have easily been told in an Avengers book. So you're not a fan of the show 24? I love 24. Well, then that only takes place in a day and that's a whole season. I don't understand. That's so unbelievable. I'm a, I, we watch it and we're like... When do they go to the bathroom? And, you know, she just, the, the blonde chick, she got shot and electrocuted and kidnapped and beat and punched in the face. Like, all in 24 hours? No way. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I thought the art was very redeeming. 
Mm-hmm. It was yes. good. I'm interested to see where this is going to lead. What's the big thing? I can see the orb becoming the new watcher. I can too. Yeah. Him if that's or... all. If that's all we get out of it, then I'm fine with that. You don't think it might be Nick Fury? I don't know. I'd be okay with that too. So how do you think they're gonna they're gonna close this up? See that that I have no idea about because I don't understand what the point is. If I understood what the point was, then I could almost predict what was going to happen. Well, I think we're going to – one of those characters is going to become the new Nick Fury. Wouldn't the new Nick – oh, you mean like the police officer that defends the planet? Yeah. Okay. Who do you think that's going to be? I don't think they could use anybody who they normally would use um, because they would take them out of the rotation unless they're going to do a – solo title with them you know like they can't use punisher and they can't use gamora that doesn't make sense so maybe moon knight but that doesn't make sense either i don't know i mean dr strange would be the one but he's a far cry way different than than nick fury maybe the maybe the orb maybe wolverine if wolverine dies then somehow he can astrally or spiritually defending i guess I, I was trying to balance this group that nick fury assembled but wolverine isn't one that he assembled oh okay so uh, but i was trying to balance that group versus because this is how the comics work now versus what's going on in the movies right so i was thinking it's got to be strange or ant-man to you think that that the position that Nick Fury holds in the comics that it's really is a retcon. It, we just are finding this out. You think yeah. that that's going to be reflected in the movie if it's Ant-Man or strange? No, I believe that they're going to fa- put an emphasis on this character. So since they're making a Dr. Strange movie, an Ant-Man movie, this would be the perfect segue in the comics to give them their own title. Yeah, but that title has to last the whole time until the movie comes out. Well, I mean, that's what they're hoping for. Yeah, I don't know if they can pull that off with these characters. Yeah, I don't know that any of them could. Well, you got Punisher and you got... They better not use Punisher. That would would kill me. (laughs) Oh, they better not. Oh, you better not. No, because Punisher, he's got a great thing going on right now with his title because he's right where he should be. He's kind of like in a war zone. The guy, Edmondson, who's writing him is, uh, you know, he knows the lingo and he he he's doing really well with them. But as soon as they start to change his character, like to fight demons and stuff, and even this latest issue of Thunderbolts where I don't know where in continuity that was. Oh, remember the time that uh, Ghost Rider ticked off uh, some demon that now has it in for him while Punisher went in and used a sword and killed the demon. Like, what? Like, it, it's just, it doesn't work when you use him for something he's not made for, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else we can do or who else would take that. Unless it's, it turns out to be the orb that actually does that, and then Nick turns out to be the Watcher. Uh, maybe Nick will die. I think that's what they're planning to do. Because don't they have a death almost every event? They do, yeah. Right, so I mean, Nick Fury, that would make it so that there's only one Nick Fury, so we don't have to 
always call back to him. We'll see, I guess. I have to say that that new Nick Fury in the comics, that's fine. But Coulson in the comics, <laughs> it does not work. Well, they're all going to be in the comics. Well, nobody knows how to write them. <laughs> you know, like everybody who writes him, he, he's like this stupid guy who they call Cheese. They never called him Cheese in the movie, right? Well, because he's not. He, this is the comic version. This is not the straight up movie adaptation. Right, but isn't that? But why would they make a character to be reflected in the comics and have him be different after they already present him first in the movies? I don't know, but that was that was from Battle Scars. I know, but that's that's no excuse. You didn't even read Battle Scars. I read two out of the whatever five issues. Six. It's three out of the six issues. So you were like, oh, so you didn't even read Thanos uh, because I didn't read six pages. Pages? And you're like, I didn't read four issues, That's but right. I know what's going right. on. Uh, I guess you have a point. I it's do. Very, I'm always right, Andy. Come it's very on. difficult. It's very difficult to to give you the credit you deserve because know, you always like, claim more credit. My, that'll be on my tombstone. Like, <laughs> never got the credit he deserved. <laughs> never led the Tina aerobics class. Comma. He was right. Always. <laughs> he was right. Uh, right. Well, my next one is one that I know you already don't like, but I'm enjoying it, and Nightcrawler. Okay, all right. I have not read issue, what, four? Uh, five, I thought. No, I have I not. Know. The latest one, whatever it was. But it was really, I'm enjoying it. It's soup. It's just lighthearted. It's fun. It In this last issue, it had continuity from, like, the 80s in it. Well, that's what Claremont's good at. Yeah, like it, it, he reminisced back to the baseball game that they had played in the 80s, and it had the X-Men down to their outfits that they were wearing then. He, The villains, these space pirates that are in it, are from when he came back to the X-Men title when the first X-Men movie came out. Claremont was rehired to write the X-Men at that time. And there were some space pirates that were kind of throwaway characters. Or so Is we that thought. the New Age? No, no, this was before then. Oh, this is in 2000 and 2001. Huh, okay. Claremont came back. They wanted the X-Men father to be on the titles when the movie came out. Um, but the movies didn't mirror the comics at all. So they eventually booted him off. But So uh, are we done with the whole whoever was attacking the circus or whatever? No, this leads into into that oh. with these characters. So, oh. Well, I mean, I'll give it a read. It's on my list. Yeah, and the cool thing is you can read this and not know about that continuity, or you can read it and say, oh my gosh, I haven't seen those villains for 15 years. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that is cool. I'll give you that. And so that's how you'll be able to read it, because you, you, you won't remember those characters. It'll be such an experience. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I, well, um, I finished reading just today, actually, before the podcast, I finished reading the Original Sins 3 point whatever Hulk vs. Iron Man. Did you read any of those? I read the first issue of both of them, but haven't read the following ones. Okay, so I read the the three issues after that, so I think it's a four-issue series. Yeah. So, anyway, it's all right. Very quick reads. Um, I think they were supposed to take the place of Iron Man and um, Hulk, 
No. Well, Hulk and Loki, I think, actually, during this time. I think that these issues took that place. Does that make sense? Because I haven't seen an issue of Loki or Iron Man or Hulk come out recently. I gotcha. So um, I think we went on hiatus for those. And so it was written by Mark Wade and by Kieran Gillen. And there was not much dialogue at all. But it was interesting. Um, you can tell the guy who does the Iron Man layouts, it's just like a six or nine panel every single time. It's like so boring. Oh. It's, uh, but Bagley was on one of them, and he always does well. But the th- here's the thing, okay? Hulk is now smart again. Does this, I mean, so because he was fixed, he was shot, Bruce Banner was shot in the head, and they saved his life by having Extremis put in, and now he can be Hulk and smart, and now Hulk number five came out, which has a different writer, Dugan, I think, is that his name? The guy who's writing Nova? Yeah. Okay, so Dugan is writing that. And now he's going after all the gamma-irradiated people, heroes, and going to try to take away their power. So in that Hulk number five, they uh, they go after Rick and A-bomb, I guess, right? Yeah. Now, if they successfully do this, I'll be a happy camper. You know, we only need one Hulk. But the way the way Bagley draws Hulk, not a fan... But him being intelligent, definitely not a fan. How about you? You took the words out of my mouth. Perfectly said. If this is a mechanism to get to a better status quo of there only being one Hulk, then I'm 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 on board with it. You know, I'll suffer through the <laughs> the happy I can see, I can hear stuff. Intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that. Anyway, what do you think about Moreland coming back? Have you read um, Amazing Spider-Man number? Well, three? here's here's the thing with Moreland. I'm I'm pumped that Moreland's coming back, but he's coming back during the Spider-Verse event, which I'm not excited about. Yeah, but that's the whole reason why Spider-Verse is happening, though. But I I just want to see Spider-Man versus Moreland. Just well, okay. Have you read the Amazing Spider-Man four and five? No. Okay, so <laughs> he wakes up this other girl who, for, through original sin, he finds out that there was somebody else bit by the spider, right? Yes. So apparently Ezekiel has hidden away, just like he tried to in volume 2, number 31, 32, something like that. Ezekiel goes to him and um, he says, you know, if you, I can save you from Moreland, but you have to get inside this, you know, adamantium or vibranium chamber so that he can't even sense you. Well, Peter says no, but apparently this girl named Silk has been in there this whole time. And so he lets her out because he finds out through the original sin, all the all the uh, secrets being let out, that Ezekiel had her down there. And so he lets her out, and she flips out and says, why in the world did you do this? And he said, it's okay. And she's like, no, it's not okay. Moreland is going to come now. And he's like, oh, no, I killed Moreland. Moreland's dead. He's not coming back. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. And then she finds out that he had to fight Moreland twice. And so now she's freaking out. And then um, we had Superior Spider-Man number 33 come out. Did you see that? 
I saw it, but I haven't read it. <clears throat> okay, so that's... I don't know how, but Doc Ock was teleported to a a different dimension, or if it, maybe it's a different dimension's Doc Ock, Superior Spider-Man. I, I, I don't know. But he's coming up against Moreland, and he's going from alternate universe to alternate universe and collecting all the Spider-Men so that they can go and be prepared to fight Moreland. So I'm thinking that Moreland... I don't know if there's many Morelands or if he actually goes from alternate reality to alternate reality and eats all the Spider-Men and all the totemic powers and everything. So are you saying there could be more Morelands? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a fan of that, and I'm not a fan of the alternate reality stuff. Um, but, you know, I really, I think Morland as a villain was super awesome. Oh yeah, I loved Moreland, but I don't. I still just don't want to see all these Spider-Man characters together. Yeah, well, I think that this might lead into the whole, you know, kind of the reboot. Like all the, you remember we talked about all the Exile type universe, the multiverse, yeah. all being jammed together. Yeah, and this might lead into that. Um, it could. People are. Some were saying that the X-Men are going to get put in the Ultimate Universe. What? Who said that? It was just a, a rumor that down there today, and and then the the advanced solicitations came out today for November, and it had more of the titles with the countdown, you know, six months till the end or time stops or whatever it, it was. Like, yeah, run out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll forget about it, and then something like that will bring it back. I'm like, no. Well, no. um. I, I think that this makes a lot more sense now when we saw that cover that Bendis had with all new X-Men and uh, Miles Morales joining them. Because mm-hmm. now, I mean, obviously, Superior Spider-Man, if he's collecting all the alternate universe, the one alternate universe Spider-Man that we know about mostly is going to be Miles Morales. So he's going to bring him aboard. And then if that if he doesn't go back to his own universe, like, Spider-Man 2099 didn't go back to his own time, then, you know, he's going to be in the 616. Yeah, I think that's fully the plan. Well, that's sad. I don't like that. Well, in the next issue of All New X-Men, they, they go, the X-Men go to the Ultimate Universe. Do they really? Yeah, it's not out yet, but the next one that comes out, they go to the Ultimate Universe, meet Spider-Man, and... Uh, other characters in the Ultimate Universe. How do you know that? Uh, Bendis did an interview two days ago, I think. Why in the world? They they always said there would be no crossover. Well, that was when Joe Quesada was in charge. Yeah. Joe Quesada's the one that said that. Gotcha. And they did have the Spider-Men crossover. So. But Joe Quesada was not in charge then either. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, because he was right. He said, you know, when... The 616 crosses over with the Ultimate Universe. We have run out of ideas. <laughs> That's what he said. So, yeah. But I think people... The other part is, you know, people, I guess, are entitled to change their minds. Well, it's under a new direction. Axel Alonso, right? Oh, yeah. And it's very evident. Yeah, but not in a bad way. Just in a total different direction. I mean, I well, was a huge fan of most of the stuff that happened under Casada's run. Uh, well, I feel like there was a tone, like with Bob Harris, there was a tone, like you just, you understood this was all under Bob Harris. 
And as soon as it switched to Joe Casada, you're like, okay, this is the Joe. It had a tone, and now it's under Alonzo, and there's a tone. There's just a general feeling that you can tell who's running the boat. Right, right. Do you think there was much carryover? Do you think that some of the titles that didn't necessarily uh, reboot when Al- Alonzo came aboard, do you think that there's any carryover from uh, Joey Q? I don't think there's a lot of carryover, personally. I think some writers got to hang on, and you know, people like Bendis and stuff, they still get to be um, some large movers and shakers in the in the 616, but I feel like a lot of Axel's Alonzo's uh, tenure as editor-in-chief has been shaped by by time traveling and not, not trying to be rude, but just honest, at grasping for straws to think of what could be cool for people to read. Yeah, but he's editor-in-chief. He's not cre- chief creative officer, right? I mean, Joe Casada's still chief creative officer. What's the difference, do you know? Well, chief creative officer, I mean, like, that means he's working with Marvel Animation. He's working with uh, a ride at Orlando Studios. Oh, he's okay. working with, you know, how they appear in a Burger King ad. He he works with the comics, but he's, a lot of it is branding. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I feel like it's a lot of this, a lot of these books are more lighthearted. A lot of them are more, and I was going to even say this, too, um, there's a shift toward less serious, more hipster type books like Hawkeye, Secret Avengers, She-Hulk, you yeah. know, yeah. and I would say that's very characteristic of um, of actual Alonzo's tenure as well. I think that's a good, a valid point, too. So, I mean, but see, Joe Casada was, I mean, that was really the dark, gritty, gritty and you can say, like, Dark Rain was pretty much... Dark Rain and and Bendis's Daredevil run are like the epitome of Casada. Yeah, Dark Rain. Def. I didn't didn't read the Daredevil run, but I think the Dark Rain kind of was you know a lead up from stuff that started all the way in two thousand one when New Avengers number one came out. Yes. Yeah. You know, stuff that started there didn't end until Heroic Age as Joe was working his way out. Yeah, the only thing the main thing I disagreed with him on editorially was the the Spider-Man Mary Jane thing. Oh yeah, you and everyone else. Yeah, to me that comes out of nowhere like I mean, I can understand putting all your heroes in dire situations and everything, but his his run on everything felt like a whole lot more realistic. I mean, I'm saying that about deals with the devil and everything. But when you look at Iron Man, when you look at um, Captain America and Thor during this whole thing when he was in charge, everything seemed like, oh, well, if this was set in real life, it would make sense. This is how it would happen. Yeah. But now with Captain America um, and Iron Man, it's just so outlandish. I mean, Captain America constantly in the fighting like Tokyo robots and uh, Armenzola and everything. And I mean, Thor, I can see how that would be a carryover or has the same feel. But um, Iron Man, like, oh, you know what? Let's make a whole city that's just so futuristic. It's powered and everything. And we're just going to take over our little piece of the world right here. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's it doesn't make any sense like they're so divergent and he's kind of like yeah do what you want go to the extreme no turning back you only live once mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. I don't like that, but I do like a lot of the solo issues and not everything tying together. You know, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I think that's going to be part of Axel Alonso's, uh, you know, when we remember what he was like as an editor-in-chief is he really had a ton of solo books that many people enjoyed more so than stuff like Avengers and X-Men. Right, right. And even the even Avengers and New Avengers under him, even though that is a very heavy, serious matter, it still feels a little bit different because there's less characterization and, like... I feel under Joe, you went. The characterization was more the, the how the characters reacted to what was going on in the Marvel universe and how you really saw each one deal with it, you know. But this is kind of like these things are going on and they're just players in the game, and we're not going to really look at how they feel about it. We're just going to have them do it. It's, it goes from a first-person perspective to, like, a third-person perspective. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I like... I, I wish there was a mixture of both. How long has Alonzo been in just charge? About, just a few years. Two years? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe three. I mean, it's 2014. So, I think maybe 2011 he came in. Okay. Maybe and 12. Joe Casado was, like, 10 or... 10 or 12 years right yeah and same with with harris he was i think 93 94 to 2001 so about 10 years wow so what was um what what would you say harris's was uh harris's was like steeped in continuity like you will you need to read the first 30 years of the issue to know what's going on and realize and know all the players and there was no, there were no such things as um, writing for trade paperbacks. Oh yeah. So there was. That's why a lot of those things, like those editions that are collected, they end in weird spots. Or like, what is this talking about? Or what is that talking about? And I liked that because it was just writing to write. You know, it wasn't. We have to have a beginning, middle, of an end before we can start again. Well, that's not how life works. You know. Just because your week begins on Sunday, you're not going to tell the story from Sunday to Sunday because all the stuff that happens between Sunday and Sunday threads off into more stuff, you know? So there were there was just no such thing as a self-contained or, or a four issues and this happens or six issues and this happens. Um, it was a lot... I feel, feel like it was a lot brighter. You know, you look at stuff and it was just... They were bright pages and... Uh, I think that's probably what it was mostly characterized by. I can see that because I remember picking up a few books and saying, I have no idea what's going on. It was, wasn't very accessible. Well, look at, um, you know, that, what was that Spider-Man run that I found for you and bought and sent to you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, volume one issues, one, volume two issues, one through 29. Like right there. You look at those, those books. Oh yeah. There's a marked difference for sure. Huge, yeah. huge difference. But I love those. That, they, I, I can look at the Captain America and the Thor and the X-Men titles, those three, along with Spider-Man and Hulk, and, and those titles, they look similar to each other. They've got you know some of those old-school John Romita covers, and I know what's going to be inside, and it was, it was cool. It, it was also, 
you know, back then people were like, I really wish that the, the Avengers would show up in the X-Men books or, you know, or Daredevil would be fighting crime and Spider-Man would swing by in the, in the back. And that just never happens. Well, now it's like overload. Everybody is in everybody else's book. Right. And so it's it would be cool to maybe go back to, to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So are, are we just wishing for change and reminiscing about the old days or do we think that we that these suggestions would actually be objectively better than what's going on i mean i think it would be better than what's going on but but there you have it i mean you said you were always right (laughs) i also know it's never going to (laughs) happen so that's why i'm happy when i I, you know i pull up the solicits and i see that they're collecting some old school stuff in a trade yes i'm gonna get that would you ever stop reading current and just read old stuff Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's why I'm worried about with you know you and I talked the last two episodes about if there's a reboot, do we keep going or 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 do we use the podcast as a forum to go back through all of our favorites and and read those? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, Thor 374. That was crazy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe we'll be growing as the the Marvel universe grows too. Yeah, I've thought I've thought that, you know. Cuz I mean coming up on our anniversary of 5 years, it's like will we be doing this for another 5 years? What will it look like then? You know, like what will the Marvel universe look like then? Will we still care about this? Well, I mean 5 years ago we wouldn't have thought, you know, there were there were just a couple Marvel movies out, you know. <laughs> That's true. Yep. There's Iron Man 1 and 2 and Hulk, and they were talking about a Captain America and Thor movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know? Oh, right on. Um, are you excited for Axis? Very. Really? Yeah, are you? Uh, no. Oh! <laughs> no, not at all. Talk to me. I Just everything I've seen about like turning everything in on its Axis and making the heroes, it seems like... It's. I worry about them going for broke and saying like, "Hey, we're gonna reboot everything anyway, so why not just you know <laughs> turn Hulk's name backwards and say that's all the rage part, and then like make uh, some of our heroes anti-heroes, and then some of the ones that were anti-heroes, let's rebrand them as new anti-heroes." It's just, I don't know. It it seems too jumbled. Like. I, I like my meats and my cheeses not to touch. Uh, so with you, yeah. I do. <laughs> I'm so with you. I, I, I like the interaction casually. I do not like Uncanny Avengers title because to me it does not make sense. Is it an Avengers title or is it an X-Men title? It's supposed to be both. But the X-Men have their corner of the universe. Uh, Spider-Man has his corner of the universe. And if you mix them up, and if you say, yeah, well, uh, now Spider-Man's taken on, you know, these cosmic Thanos. He's taken on Thanos. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So then you got to call in everybody. And then eventually you just say, well, why doesn't he just call in everybody to, to take out Sandman? You know, like, is it a point of pride now? Oh, I'll get beat up and I'll I'll do it because I'm supposed to be able to handle this. Or do you just say, hey, here's a band of heroes everywhere 
let's just go from villain to villain and shut them all down. You know what I'm saying? Or no? Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. All and... that all that to say that, you know, Axis just seems like it's it's to shake things up just to shake things up and be like, hey, you've never thought about this villain with this hero before, and they'll win. You know, like... Yeah. So, anyway... Well, I like that you've touched on Uncanny Avengers because that was one thing I wanted to talk about when because I, I'm reading it and I remember originally being really excited and enjoying what I'm reading, but now there's so many timelines and and characters from this part and that part. It's it kind of hurts my head sometimes when I read it, and but with as big of a thing as this is, this should be the event, not Original Sin. Like, the stuff that's happening in Uncanny Avengers would make for an event with as big as it is. Yeah, they could have had a prelude. The first two story arcs could have been prelude to what's going on right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I think I would be more excited about it if it was an event instead of like, yeah, this is going on. It's totally disconnected from the rest of the Marvel Universe. It is, and it, is it even going to, you know, will it matter? When the heck does it even take place? Yeah. Right? Right, right. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Rogue was there for um, X-Men 1 through 6, and all of a sudden she disappears. Nobody on the team mentions it, and but she's still running around on Uncanny Avengers, so... And she died at that time, but then she came back. So, like, what is going on? Yeah. I don't find his writing to be all that tight. I think that he, you know, Hickman tells spins these giant yarns, right? And I think that Remender tries to do that, but it falls flat because he's either not given us everything that's in his head, or he just hasn't figured it all out yet. You know? Yeah. I think those are the only two real options there. A lot of people do like him, though. A lot of people really do like uh, Remender stuff. Didn't you say you get Remender and Hickman confused? I do, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that's probably why, because they're trying to tell expansive stories. One is well thought out, and one doesn't seem to be so. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy going to planet Venom. What do you think? Ugh. I'm I'm behind. <laughs> I'm super behind on my Guardians title. You can I'm telling you, you can pretty much read point one point yeah. Point one and then skip right to number whatever this next one coming out is, eighteen <laughs> or nineteen. And you'll be fine. I'm only to I think I'm on issue seven. Okay. You can skip everything and <laughs> Yeah. Because Bendis has been not doing well on this, but I am really excited to find out what's going on uh, with you know the Venom Planet. Now you posted something on Facebook, which I actually saw about Venom Planet being destroyed. Well, yeah, I, Scott had posted. Scott Jimenez had posted that, and and so I just took it for for you know what it was, and I I think he did too. But if you delve in a little bit deeper, I guess a planet overrun by symbiotes was destroyed by Galactus. But uh, it was never revealed that it was necessarily the symbiote planet. Okay, so we still, like, I didn't know that this was even a mystery. 
Um, we still don't know where the Venom symbiote came from or what it is or anything. I think we have bits and pieces, but we haven't seen the, I mean, the planet. We haven't seen the planet itself, I guess. But, I am I am stoked for this. I think that that, oh. and and I dare I say it, I'm jazzed. Oh no, dare you not say that? <laughs> we talked about this earlier. <laughs> I think that uh, I think it's going to be really good, and I think that actually this is where Bendis might shine because now he's got a direction. Um, he did okay in with the uh, the trial of Jean Grey, but since then it's just been floundering trying to get everybody a little bit of screen time panel time here and there just for the movie you know mm. okay. and nick bradshaw's art i do not like it i am not a fan it might be the coloring but i think it's just too angular for me so do you like do you like um captain marvel agent venom and angela joining the main squad uh i think that bendis can write carol but I think that his, her character has changed so much since she became Captain Marvel that it's probably not going to be as good. Um, who did you say? Oh, I, I like Venom joining the squad. That adds some dimensionality to it. Like, it makes sense. He's an alien. How come he's not out there, you know? Yeah. So I like that. And how about Angela? Uh, that, I mean, you got to put her somewhere. Don't put her on Earth. <laughs> I'm, I'm happier if she's not on Earth. You're Thor's sister? Well, that sounded like a Muppet. There there was a Muppet that I just... I, I drowned a second ago. Oh, with the rabbit. Right. Yeah. What, um... Have you seen the, uh... The solicits for this no. month? No, uh-uh. Oh. They're posted on our Facebook page. Oh, oh. I just wasn't sure if you... What you thought about some of the... The Planet of the Symbiote stuff. Lay it on me, man. Ask away. You want me to pull it up? Oh, no, I just skipped through it because I wasn't interested. Oh, at all? Not not so much. I was more interested in the Axis stuff. Looks like Nightcrawler is going to take on Sabretooth to avenge Wolverine's death. Of course. Uh, Storm and Mystique are going to go at it. Um, uh, looks like there's going to be a battle with Magneto and his kids. And uh, Doctor Doom is going to form an Avengers team. Sure, why not? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> I, I think it looks pretty interesting. <laughs> See, it makes sense to me if he is like what Hickman did with him. Um, that makes sense. But I don't know. Former Avengers team. I think it's just going to be his squad. You know, I don't. I think it's just if you say that he's going to form an Avengers team, that sells more books. Okay, McVicker just posted on our webpage here. So y'all are in the middle of recording now. What Andy is saying at this moment can be corrected with a simple Google search. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That is rude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you check out the Facebook page very often? No. Because people will post different things that you messed up. <laughs> really? Every once in a while, Kevin or... Or John or Scott or somebody will just be like, by the way, just wanted to say this. <laughs> well, it makes them, it, it's good that they're uh, listening. And they do it all nicely. You know, oh. nobody's ever been rude about it. Oh, that's very nice. I didn't even know that was a joke. How sad is that? 
Let's see. I'm looking through anything. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised Avengers World is still going to be going on here. It's an Avengers book, man. They're pumping that for all it's worth. Uh, what about X Factor? Are you still high on that? It's. I am high on that. You it's still, got a you still like feel. it? Yeah, it's just got a different feel than the other X-Men books. I like it. It's terrible. It's got characters that other people don't really care for. And Are you still reading Magneto? Yeah, I still like that. Yeah. Did you read the latest issue of uh, Cyclops? Yes. What did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was good because it shows that like how a teen would react with his dad, and um, it's the one where he accuses him of, of shooting up, right? Yeah. Getting high. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, nothing spectacular. It still doesn't look like a, or it doesn't feel like a Rucka book, but um, you know. Nothing, nothing special, but still okay. I think it's gotten better because I mean, it definitely, you know, called it out before it was even released. But issue three made me change my mind a little bit. Oh, good, good. It's a but space-faring it, book, so they could do a lot with it, you know. Well, they said that they're all going to eventually come together. The different space characters are going to come together for a mini event. Oh, well, that would be cool. So they said, yeah, if you if you're reading Cyclops, you'll see why this is happening and this is happening. Eventually, you know, we'll like see a Cyclops Star Lord meeting. So I think tomorrow but, uh, Storm Two comes out, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm so ready, so ready. Yeah, that should be good. I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm not looking forward to this issue, but I'm looking forward to the next one. I don't really care about the Morlocks that much. Well, it's Callisto more so than I think the Morlocks. Uh, but yeah, the third issue is going to be good because it, her and Forge are going to have to do some reconciling. Yeah, I am actually interested in that because that, you know, Forge, he just went nuts, right? Yeah. And then they saw each other in the X-Force crossover and said like four words to each other. So there's, you know, there's just things that need to be taken care of. Where, where is Bishop right now? Yeah, good question. Never. Hey, we forgive you. You the whole, you know, hunting down hope through time for 18 years. Ah. And killing a couple billion people with nuclear bombs. Jump aboard. You're fine. We'd love to We've have We've all done that. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> oh, and remember when you shot Professor in the head? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine with that. Okay, oh, last, yeah, almost... uh, last thing. Xavier Mystique having a kid. What in the world? And they're married? Yeah. Are, are, are we cool with that? No, we're not cool with that. Okay, we're on the same page on that one. Good. What is this? Good, good, good. And poor Dazzler. Poor Dazzler, whatever. Get over yourself. <laughs> we all have problems. <laughs> so you were drugged, taken to Madripoor, used to make mutant growth <laughs> hormone. I mean, come on. Who hasn't that happened to? Look at Legion. I now mean, look at me. I'm all dark and brooding. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anything else to discuss? you want to talk about Wolverine dying or anything? No, I'm just going to say that Star-Lord I'm still kind of on the fence with, haven't decided yay or nay. It's better, Ra- better than Rocket Raccoon. Oh, that was next. Rocket Raccoon, I stopped four pages into issue two. The art I'm... is so good, though. You what? The art is so good, though. 
but the story, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah, I'm all the, done. the story. I'm really good. Yeah. Uh, X-Men, the last issue was better than the past, like, six months of it. The Guggenheim issue? Yeah. No, no. Dude, it was good. No, okay, first of all, it was not good. <laughs> the art was awful, and the story, oh, it's just. Did you recognize it? What was going on with Rachel's family? No. That was continuity from the end of Gray's storyline. Okay. So I know that they came and they tried to kill everybody, right? Who would have thought they would have ever talked about that again? So, okay, I have end of Gray's sitting on my shelf. So what happened during it? The Shi'ar Empire decided that they needed to kill anybody in the Jean Grey bloodline. To make sure that Phoenix would be eradicated forever. Right. And so they sent down a group and killed Gene's mom, Gene's dad, Gene's cousins, like aunts, uncles, everybody, but they weren't able to get Rachel. <laughs> it was sad. Yeah. It, that was Claremont, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was sad, but I think, and this kind of, this is a good way to wrap up what we were talking about. We were talking about the editors and how they, their their years of tenure are defined. And so we got Bob Harris, who it's all continuity. And now we've got Axel Alonso, who's like, what are you talking about? You don't have to read anything before any issue. No continuity. Right. So then when I read something like this, I get like amazed and psyched because there was two pages of continuity that actually talks about something that happened more than five issues ago. Yeah, it had continuity, but the story was, was, wasn't, wasn't good, and the art wasn't good. I thought the art had some room for improvement, but I liked the story. You were too delicate when you shouldn't be. Sometimes you are so blunt, and sometimes you're like, well, they could have improved. Well, I'm trying to get a little bit better. There, We've had two people post on the Facebook page, um just going a little too attacking on articles that have been written and they were almost personal and it kind of made me step back a little bit and say hey you know if i say that somebody's art is awful that is you know that does kind of hurt but if i say that you know it could be improved upon or it's just not my style that's totally different right so one's objective one's subjective yeah so, so people posted on the Facebook page about articles that were written by by uh, some of the writers on the on the Marvel Six One Six. Yeah, yeah, and I quickly, you know, I I emailed them and let them know that that kind of, you know, stuff isn't tolerable. We don't we don't do that kind of stuff. If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. There's, you know, just keep moving. Um, Tell them to <laughs> listen to the episode about being positive. I think it was episode number eight. <laughs> Oh, uh, that you! I can tell you're re-listening to the the early. Be episodes. positive. We were only eight episodes in. I think we it might have been eight or four or uh, five actually. <laughs> yeah, we were only eight episodes in. We said, you know what? We, we might need to be positive. Uh, <laughs> we're growing. Everybody's always growing, you know. So <laughs> I'm trying to do better and realize that yeah, sometimes I don't need to be that critical. It was number nine. Yeah. goodness yeah all right well uh let's wrap this up and then we'll do some uh, john with jerry john with jared 
gotta say, man, that hurts that I'm wrong all the time. Whew, and it's a joke. <laughs> Gets me. It's okay. Man. I mean, I can be wrong all the time. And I like to be funny. And people can joke about it. But it's just so hard when you're right all the time. Do you, do you find this happens in other parts of your life, too? No one has told me. I mean, like, with you and Jackie, are you usually wrong? No. No? I don't think so. But I do say this. I mean, especially in marriage, like, if I'm heading in some direction and she says, oh, I really think that we should maybe do this instead, I do take a second look because the one person who I care about the most in this world and who God has given me says maybe that the way you're doing this isn't the way we should be doing it. I definitely take a second look. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So and what about Jackie? She, I used to always tell her that when she was, she, she's so smart that no, I, meant, I thought you were talking about, were you talking about Jackie when you said that? Yeah, yeah. I, wasn't oh, talking. I thought you were talking about me. Oh, oh! I can't believe you were wrong. Yeah, like that—that that God has given me to you to be able to kind of guide you and. <laughs> okay, let's do the. Help you out. <laughs> Let, uh, let's skip this. Okay, John with Jared. I got ten questions. Okay. Which I'm kind of concerned about. We haven't done one of these in a long time. That's fine. It's easy. You don't have to ask clarification questions. I know you hate that. <laughs> you're just like jennifer <laughs> i don't know if that's an insult you're like do you like apples well i'm gonna need some clarification do you mean <laughs> red apples or yellow apples i'm like jennifer just say which <laughs> apple you like <laughs> <laughs> but i love her <laughs> okay all right number one who is your favorite dc character oh <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh goodness. Um you know I I used to when I was younger I'd watch the 60s Batman yeah on TV and I always thought Penguin was cool. Oh, all right. right but on. it was right after the Michael Keaton, Keaton Batman movie came out. And so then that sh the 60s show showed up on TV like that's when they started doing reruns and the first episode I saw of that was with Penguin. And I didn't realize that Batman had any other villains other than Joker because that was the movie I saw. Right. So I just had assumed that Penguin was Joker without his makeup on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, kids are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I look back to a point in my life where I was wrong. I was just stupid. Uh, it was pre-salvation, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know, this is what I tell people when people... when. <laughs> This is bad. This is terrible. <laughs> I want everybody to know that this is a joke. When people say, oh, where are you from? You're not from around here. I was like, no, I'm from Louisiana. Oh, and everybody says, wow, you don't sound like you're from here. And I said, well, I'm a Christian. Oh, Andy. And people, <laughs> people are like, they always like, they all have the same reaction. Like, oh, uh, uh, what does that mean? And I always say, oh, I'm, j I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not a Christian. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, number two. Uh, list five of your favorite movies. They don't have to be top five. Just give us a glimpse into who you are. Avengers. Non-Marvel. Non Non-Marvel movies. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? 
Dumb and Dumber, Die Hard 4, and uh, what else? Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that does give a good cross-section of who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. I take off Aladdin. Waterboy. Oh. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, is it Live Free or Die Hard? Yeah, that's that's Die Hard 4. Yeah, that's that's probably the, my favorite one. Oh my gosh, it is amazing from beginning to end. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's wild. It just is like I gotta catch my breath now. Just They're on the semi going over guardrails and stuff. <laughs> okay. Crazy. <laughs> Number three, what is your favorite Marvel title currently storm okay <laughs> okay number four why are you such a picky eater i've explained this before on the on the on the show yes there is there's scientific proof that <laughs> <laughs> it's true okay people that are pickier eaters are because their taste buds all work. Yes, you did say that. You went into like a tunnel or something. What's going on? I'm walking upstairs. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You have the microphone, the laptop up in your. Up. And those those that do not like that are just will eat anything that's on their plate. Their taste buds don't work. So you're saying you're functioning at a higher capacity than most people? Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> Okay. Number five. How many kids do you want? Uh, probably not any. Like over the course of your life? Yeah, we kind of go back and forth on it. Gotcha. There, there are some days when, you know, I mean, I've always wanted four growing up. I always just wanted to have like four boys and we were just going to, you know, do comic book stuff and wrestle and and play soccer and you know just do guy stuff but you need to move down here we can we can do that aside from the wrestling well but the kid thing well you can't give me kids (laughs) (laughs) we just that so and you know we see our friends with kids and we love our friends and stuff but their kids just ruin their lives (laughs) (laughs) they just ruin them it's so sad. So you don't have many friends that listen to this podcast. Um, only friends that don't have kids. <laughs> okay. I mean, who has the time if you have children to listen to this podcast? Well, I mean, that's just like, I don't know. When I was growing up and mom and dad had an event to go to or, you know, after they were divorced, you know, we lived with mom and mom had an event to go to or whatever. There were these things called babysitters. Right. And and I remember having them. And they would come to our house, and sometimes they would even spend the night or whatever. And, and that's who watched us so that mom and dad could be grown-ups. But I don't know if they just don't make them anymore. <laughs> but it's, you know, whether we have a, you know, a Sunday school Christmas party or a get-together, people are just like, we can't get babysitters. Our children have to be with us at all times. And it just is a buzzkill. Babysitters are uh, very expensive. But... They were the same price, you know, with inflation that they were back in the day. I don't, I don't know if that's true. 
I can remember babysitting for, gosh, I don't know, like 20 bucks for a couple hours. Wow, that's pretty good. How many yeah. kids? Three. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right, you know. And and so, and whether it's that or, you know, get some, get, you know, a family member or, you know, make some friends and develop a co-op of watching each other's kids so you can go out and have a life. It's just, it's very, it just deters us from wanting to have children because when we go to the Christmas parties or stuff, it's like, here's me and all my kids and um, you have to watch them. And I'm like, I ain't watching them. I didn't birth them. I would have, if I would have, I would have left them at home. <laughs> this is very telling. You feel very passionate about this, I can tell. Well, it's just, it's sad because we've just haven't been able to build the friendships that we wanted to build. Like, we had really tight friendships with a lot of people. And once they had kids, they're like... It is a whole different ballgame, yes. Yeah, and I, I totally respect that. And and there were times when we... And the thing was, you know, when we would hang out with our mom and dad at events, we knew our place. Like, you, the parents are in the, the this room playing cards or, or doing whatever. You are not to disturb us. You are to play with the other kids and be quiet. That's what we did. But... People are just like, yeah, let's play cards. And I'll have one kid here and one kid there. And actually, can you pull up a chair for my kid to play cards too? Like, no! No, they're not an adult. <laughs> it's so aggravating. Wow, dude. I didn't know you were that passionate about it. But I love children. <laughs> I love children. I just don't know that I want them living at my house. I understand that. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, it, it it's, uh, you know, they get hurt all the time, I can tell you that. Well, <laughs> not if they're with you all the time. Right. And see, that's the thing. I don't keep them with me all the time. And thus, you're, my friends would all judge you. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't watching them when they were throwing a giant cinder block back and forth like a football? No. <laughs> They'll well, learn. <laughs> your kids are still alive, and they're tough, and they're going to be better more well-rounded adults i can tell you i can tell you felicity really truly is learning a lesson here um did i tell you about the little runt that she's nursing back to health yeah yeah okay so that's a different bunny altogether but you know she comes to me and she says you know isn't there anything we can do to make this thing live and i said yes there is we have a book and it tells you what you need to do to make the 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 milk mixture and you got to feed it twice or three times a day. I'm not prepared to do that. You know, and I said, you can do that if you want. And so, like, she said, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And she's she's doing that. And then later, she's like, man, I got to go out and feed the rabbit. And I'm like, right, you don't have to, but you chose to do it. And she's like, right, yeah, no, I understand. And I don't rag on her, but every time she brings it up, you know, I want to instill in her, you're making a conscious choice of yeah. what your priorities are right now. There you and, go. And the difference is that the life of that little bunny, the runt, that in nature would not make it, is not a high priority to me. And I tell her, you know, God made animals, so the, the more fragile animals, he made have multiple births in a litter or lay multiple eggs. Or, you know, it's all part of this whole system that was set up, you know, like bugs and fish, hundreds of eggs because they don't make it. Yeah. So, but she's learning that and she's saying like, well, maybe next time I won't do this or, 
you know, trying to figure out an easier way to do it. I think she's really learning some valuable lessons there. And I don't know why I got off on that topic, but. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, the people who, where their kids demand their entire lives and where they go and they can't, like, I enjoy my children and I incorporate them as part of my life. But I know that they're going to grow up and have their own life. And that is what I'm preparing them for. They are, are not, they are participants in my life right now. And I am participants in their life because God has given them to me for only a short time and I am a steward of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I try to teach them that one day mom and dad will die and you're going to have to deal with that. You know, hopefully it'll be when you're up and out, but everything dies. I I try to teach them, you know, you're going to have to make these decisions for yourself. You have, you have small consequences now, but when you're grown up, you have bigger consequences for the same mess ups. So learn those now and, you know, try to prepare them to live on their own because that's really what we're doing. I mean, they were given to me and God basically said, take care of my children for a little while while you have them, but not bend over backwards and let them rule your life. Thank you. There you go. So anyway, totally agree. You said it in a very mean way, but I do agree. with you. <laughs> I was just expressing my frustration at, at people. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But I love kids. That's why I taught for 12 years. I love children. I just don't know that I want them sleeping in my house and eating my food, and every time I turn around, they're there. I don't think I want that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are specific rules in my house. Actually, to fill out this foster care application, they say, what are the rules that can't be broken? And Jackie has to fill out one, and I have to fill out one. I'm listening. Those rules, when I sit down to the table, if my area at the table is slick or dirty because somebody else ate right there, no, it, that's not going to happen. It has to be clean. I cannot tolerate that. You cannot drink out of my cup. You cannot stick your hands in the ice unless I have seen you wash your hands with warm, soapy water. I refuse to bend my rules about germs because my kids don't have any concept of cleanliness. I will instill that in them. Good. That's- that's important. <laughs> I had somebody, some five-year-old, no, seven-year-old spend the night. Man, I cannot stand it when friends come over to spend the night because I know I, I know my kids. But I had some seven-year-old who came over and opened the fridge and just got ice with her hand because that's what she does at her house. I was like, oh, my goodness. Children, when you go to somebody else's house, do not do that. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you ask to have these things done. But, like, it's getting so bad now, though, that when we go to a potluck, I'm like, I can't eat any of this food because I know they all have kids. Oh, dude, I'm with you. Yeah, I can't do that. So I have to wait and be hungry and then eat when I get home. Our church furnishes the meat. And usually, like, they'll cater in, like, potato salad or stuff like that. So that's what I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. At least we agree on that. Okay, number six. Who are your biggest influences? Oh, biggest influences. Well, Jesus is the biggest influence ever. I mean, he, he completely changed my life 
uh, you know, a million degrees. Like it was wild. Um, he, he's my biggest influence. You know, Tina Turner has been a huge influence. Uh, I know people laugh and stuff, but you know, there were just a really hard period of time in my life where I needed somebody to be able to identify with, with the struggle and overcoming. And she was that person. So she has been a huge influence. Um, my mom has been a, was a big influence. Uh, my grandma was a huge influence. She just has gone through so much as well. And she was really cool just to look at. She's still alive and, and uh, blessed that she is. And uh, just to look at different things that had happened to her and how she's continued to keep her spirit up. And then obviously Jennifer, you know, my wife is, uh, she's toned me down a lot. <laughs> so, all right. Those are probably my biggest ones, my five biggest ones. Good, good answer. Um, what is your favorite color? Yellow. <laughs> okay. What is attracted- bright and loud. <laughs> <laughs> what attracted you to Jennifer initially? Oh, well, I've told you this before, but it was a pick a date with you and your your girlfriend at the time, Jackie. And uh, I walked in the room. It was a blind date, but I looked over in the corner and I saw this girl and I told myself, I had to tell myself I knew this was going to be the girl I was going to marry. It was just, you know, they say some people believe at love and first sight and some, some don't. But for me, it was instant. I didn't even know that she was going to be my date or not. <laughs> I'm glad she was. What? Been... You didn't know that she was your date? No. No. <laughs> I don't care who my date, date is in here, but you over there, I'm <laughs> going to marry you. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awkward? <laughs> and she said, well, that just works out because I'm your date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a blind date. It was like, you know, your unit. Uh, sure. No, no, it's Jackie's unit. Jackie's unit, and then the, whatever boys they picked. <laughs> okay, so what about her? It was just like there was this light that shone on her, and it was like, oh, <laughs> and there she was, and I, she was just, she was gorgeous, and I mean, because that's all I had to go off of. Sure, sure. You know, she was just over in the corner talking to somebody and laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we finally after everybody paired up and she didn't have anybody and i didn't have anybody we're like oh i guess we're together but she knew who i was apparently she had been stalking me the week before makes sense but uh so she knew it the whole time and uh we went around in a circle and you had to say your favorite animal and jennifer said a gazelle and she, because she thought a gazelle was a bird. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, this is the one. I got some work to do. <laughs> but we had a blast. So it was just. Is that where we watched the movie Charade? We did. Okay. Yeah. I bought that for our anniversary one year. Oh, awesome. Did we, we go over to Kim's house? Went over to some professor's house and we carved pumpkins and we played charades and we, um, were in groups and we had to um, put make somebody up like a mummy with toilet paper, and then it, there was also a basketball that game game that night. So some people went to the basketball game and some people stayed to watch charade, and we stayed to watch charade. That's a great movie. But when we played charades, um, you know, I was 
uh, it was the one that I got was proposal. <laughs> like, oh, and it was like team charades. So the first thing that we did in charades was I had to propose to Jennifer. Oh, that is great. This that is, is great, dude. And then the other one we got was pillar of salt. And I was like, <laughs> what is a pillar of salt? What is this? <laughs> you know, I was still learning about sure. you know, the Bible and stuff. Sure, sure. So I proposed to Jennifer, and she got to give me a Bible lesson on what that meant. <laughs> okay, walk me through your daily routine, briefly. <laughs> uh, well, I wake up with Jennifer, and I make her breakfast and lunch and send her off. She has a 9 to 5, and I work from home. What time do you wake up? Um, 8.30-ish. Okay. Usually. So Whenever she, she gets... So her 9 to 5 is a 9 to 5, or is it like a 10.30? Well, she's supposed to be there at 9, but okay. she usually goes in around 10, 10.15. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she's the best worker there, so her her boss is very lenient with her. Okay. But but some days, if she has to start early, I just get up whenever she gets up. That's when I get up, and then um, my office is on the couch. So I sit on the couch and do some work, and... I do a lot of work for the Marvel 616 page as well, uh, which is nice because a lot of that includes, you know, looking for new comic book stuff. Like, cool, that's part of my job. It's awesome. <laughs> yep. And um, I try to work out once during the day. I eat every two hours, so <laughs> I'm not always sitting on the couch. I'm getting up and eating every two hours. And then uh, Jennifer comes home around five-ish. I say hello. She takes a two-hour nap, <laughs> so I go <laughs> back to the couch, and then uh, we spend the evening together, doing you know watching TV, taking a walk. Um, that's on nights you know when we don't have youth group or or something planned. Sure. So what <laughs> what time do you get to bed? Um, I like to go to bed late. Like I like to go to bed one thirty, two o'clock. But Jennifer, I try to go to bed sometimes with her, but midnight's kind of early sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, number 10, just if you could sum up in one sentence, what is your mission in life? I know I asked you before, what is your passion in life? But what is your mission? What What's the one thing you want to accomplish? Uh, I think more so, and it's not the, to be a cliche answer as a Christian, but you know, more so than anything else is, uh, I want to honor God and please him in a way that, uh, you know, I want to honor him in a way that pleases him, uh, but also edifies him so that others might see uh, Jesus Christ through my actions. All right. Well, that's all I got. Awesome. Okay. Good well, job. You just wait. You're next. <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can go to our website, marvel616politics.com, um, and, uh, of course, Twitter, 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can give us a call and uh, leave us a voicemail with a question or comment or witty retort at 616-755-TINA. You can look us up on Instagram. Our handle is marvel616politics. We also have a YouTube page, marvel61politics, with no spaces. <laughs> And we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Phenomenal. Go there. Get all your pre-orders, your singles, your trades, and uh, up to 
well, not up to, starting at 40% off. And it's fantastic. They come wrapped so that no one, no child that's living in your home or that you have over will destroy these books, even if they find <laughs> the box and start gnawing on it. Even if you're not watching them properly. <laughs> right. Um, we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, www.crpsavings.com. For all your Office Depot needs, purchase a Community Retail Partnership membership for $39, and you'll save on every single purchase you make. We're also sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. One bit. That is, that is Darren Michael's website for all of your computer, SEO, internet, and website design needs. MichaelWebSolutions.com. All right, so until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs> Usually it's like, it's actually going to be two hours more. Well, you, good. You've been ragging on me all day about this time thing. Well, I knew it was going to happen, and I mean, you just found someone else to blame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>